We need a theme. We need a theme song. Yeah, I'm a, hey, well, I'm a young one and you are a young one. He is plus. a young one and he is a young one. Wait. He is a young one. He is a hung one. Which one is which? Exactly, you know. Maybe it's both. Hey, we're both wearing. Hey, look, we're actually matching today. We're wearing the official yeah, uniform. I think this is exactly how we should. I feel like I need we... to turn this background thing off, though. No, I like the background thing. If I could do it, I would do it. How come you can't do it? Because I'm using my phone. Oh. How come you should use your iPad? My iPad's got a worse camera on it. I really would like to get a webcam, like a nice one. Because the camera on the MacBook Pro is dookie. Yeah. Well, yeah. you can actually, if you got a GoPro, you can connect a GoPro to the... Um, or actually, no. I'll, I'll send you a link for a good webcam. Moment. Moment has a good web, webcam. Okay. They have like they're they're the ones that have the um the really good lenses for your phone. Yeah, they I have an anamorphic camera uh well anamorphic lens that I never use, which I should use, which is fire, especially for filming video. I want to do I, I really do want to film like one of my old songs um with my phone, and I want to make it look as if. It was done like professionally with like a big budget camera. I I know I could do that. That would be dope. Um, I was you know playing with my drone again, getting some more time on that thing. That thing is fun, but you spend any time using it, and if you take video and you look at the result, it just tells you where everybody's getting their video shots from. Oh yeah. Like, oh, it looks just like this or that or like oh this slow sweeping shot. Like mm -hmm. it's like okay, that's where it comes from. Cuz yeah. I took a video today where I had the drone really low to the ground and I passed my chair sideways. Mm -hmm. But I watched the video back it just like it floated by. I was like I just need some like <laughs> like music behind it. It'd be like every influencer's video. That's actually why I want to get back into um, producing, just because I don't want to pay for a fucking, like, I don't want to pay for somebody yeah, else. Yeah, for their music. Yeah. It makes yeah, no you can sense. make what you want. Yeah, so I think um, this this month, I'm going to help, I'm going to have you help me purchase some stuff. Okay. I mean, you sent me links, but I, I, I really want to just. You tell me, do I get this? I might even just give me give you my credit card and then have you purchase it for me. What's <laughs> for you? What's for me? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I do owe you. You've given me so many gifts. I don't know about that. You've given me the gift of life. Wow. I didn't, we didn't, well, <laughs> we actually gave each other the gift of life because uh, we're here because of everyone else. That's so, true. and everything else. I okay, are you familiar with Jane Elliott? Oh hell yeah. 
Okay, so she's been popping up in my timeline, um, in my DMs. No, I'm kidding. Oh. Like, what's up? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what's up? So, yeah, what's up? I like. You want some of this pro white pussy? <laughs> Is that pro white? She, she would. She would say that at all. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. She would. She would so, be the last thing that. She, she made a distinction that was interesting, and it's so simple that it's something I didn't think about. Is her distinction between color and race, which is so simple, but I think a lot of people don't think about that. Like we think of them as one and the same. And I'm not saying we, well, I'm saying a lot of people do. Well, yeah. And it's not, but that's what makes it ignorant. Yeah. Because meaning meaning that like when people say I don't see color, which is a dumb thing, like you do see color. Right, you do see color. You you and, you actually mean I don't see race. Exactly. I don't see I don't acknowledge that there is a superior right i don't acknowledge your collective group <laughs> right right and she you know she's talking about being you know everyone's related and basically everyone is black in, in essence if you want to go yeah. that yeah. route you, you want to really get scientific about it yeah it's just something i never thought i mean i think that way but i never thought about it in those terms, and if anyone's not familiar with her, she did this, uh, what was it, the brown eyes, blue eyes thing with her, like, third graders? With third graders. And, like, separating them in class, treating kids with blue eyes worse than the kids with brown eyes. Like, the, the blue-eyed kids were crying and throwing a fit. <laughs> I'm like, how come I'm getting treated differently? It's like, right, <laughs> but that's exactly right. That's exactly how we're we're showing how how childish society can be collectively when when we really put these out there on both ends. That's the thing. It's like I'm not saying that. For instance, I went on um, there's this there's this group chat thing for Martha's Vineyard called Islanders Talk. And sometimes I go on it just to just to observe, because there there are there are some interesting things on there. And then once it starts to get sort of political, then it that's where all the fun comes out, because a lot of people think that Martha Zane is progressive. But look, we have all different types of people everywhere, and so you if you generalize and feel as if it just goes in one direction, then you're you're the one that's more delusional than the people that you think are crazy. So you gotta stop that shit. But like you go on so you go in there and, and you observe and you just see the the banter and it's I think the the most fun part about it is the idea that you know that you could easily butt in and and come with a completely neutral aspect. Uh, which mm -hmm. would win both sides, but instead, it's entertaining to see how people go back and forth, and it's always like the scripts are so predictable 
that it's like all you guys are doing is following a narrative. You're becoming characters of you like you don't even have a sense of self because all you all you it seems as if all people do is follow. So it's not like you're creating it's it's one thing to take a little bit from here, a little bit from here, and then make it your own. It's another thing to just hop on a bandwagon of a of a group just so you can fit in. Like, we don't need to do that anymore. I, I I feel as if as we get older, we don't get most of us don't get wiser. We just mm-hmm. we just kind of re-identify the things that we did when we were children. We just live we, we live in repetition as as if we were children. But there was one point as we were ch- children where we were genuine and we actually like we were I think we were more pure because our our naivete using big words big words was actually what made us um the purest like really made like to me a child before it can start to complete full sentences to me a a, a child is pure it isn't until we indoctrinate language is when now they develop ego, they develop ways to contest, they develop this idea that and and granted, yes, it is the it is our parents that teach us that big us up. You're a special person, blah 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 and, and all this, oh you're a twin and and twins are and, and Taiwo and Kayende and in Africa and Nigeria, these are seen as sacred beings and all this stuff and I'm like, all right, that's all well and good. Fine. It's subjective, as I, I will continue to repeat. But at the same time, it's like, all right, I could take this and then like blow my head up even more and be extremely narcissistic. Or I can find some humility and say, I'm not so special. I'm not right. I'm not I'm not any more or less special than you are. I'm not any more or less special than the the person who has billions of dollars or the person who has no dollars whatsoever or the person that that doesn't need the idea of money at all because they live in a more natural sense. Mm-hmm. We might call it indigenous or savage, but they live in a more natural sense. So it's like either way, in a, in a sense, you lead and you follow. You're you're a master and a slave to either one of those. So it really does. I mean, it really doesn't matter. It just depends nope. on when you choose to be. Um, well, I guess when you choose to be the master, when you choose to be the slave. If you feel as if somebody is making you either one of those, then you're not in control. But if you understand that sometimes you have to follow in order to lead, then you have total control. Know what role you play in this game, because it is a game. It really is. Think about it. If we're all going to die, then then the interaction between each human being is a game. Yeah. I mean, basically, yeah. You know, there's... Um, there When you're young, 
<laughs> See what I did there? Um, it's like that phase when you're a kid, and every day you're like, why? Why? Exactly. Why? I love when kids do that. Because, but people stop doing that. Because yeah. they think they're getting all the answers. So like, oh, okay, ah. So they're they're being provided with what they think is, you know, the truth. Mm-hmm. And then they just, they roll with it. And some people, you know, think that's what they are. That's what they become. Once again, that's that'd be the ego coming in. And then, you know, when you get older, I, I was always, I mean, it's self-evident, but I've, I've always been a questioner. Like, why is it like that? Why? Why does it have to be like that? It doesn't have yeah. to be like that. Why do you right. say that? What I'm like, you know, it, it, if you don't do that, you just start accepting things at face value because of what people tell you. Now, it, and even words, I think words are so deceptive. Mm. Um, this is why actions are obviously way more powerful. Um, once again, preaching the uh, great gospel of Mr. Alan Watts. Um, I was listening to a random one of his video or a video that was online like, of his lectures. He broke it down very simply. And it's funny because all these things can be broken down super simple. He said, if you want to hear how, how deceptive words are, he said, visualize or think about the two things I'm about to tell you. And he said this, he said, look at the bark on that tree. And then he said, my dogs bark. Those are two different things. Yep. Those are two very, very, one is a sound and one is a part of a tree. But it's just, we've been indoctrinated that this one thing could mean either one. So now it's not its interpretation. Yep. So you say, oh, that bark. What, what bark? You could say that bark. What bark? Bark of a tree? Bark of a dog? Like, what do you? But that's how most things are. And people yeah. don't question that. You just say one thing and they face value whatever meaning that's been given to that to them. That makes sense, yeah. Um, that's just what it is. So it's like it, it, it all goes back to the thing we bring up a million times, interpretation. Yeah. Somebody could try to insult you. Well, to you, it might be like, oh, well, I understand where you're coming from. Like, you don't really mean that. Or maybe you do, but you don't know me, and you don't like, so why do I give a shit? But then there's right. people that, they go, oh, they do really know me, and I guess so. It really boils down to what you believe. Now, it's 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 not other people's responsibility. I'm going to bring this up all the time. It is not other people's responsibility to n- interpret things for you. You have to do that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people just let. So it's like if somebody says, well. So-and-so told me this. One of your friends could go, oh, that's bad. 
You go, well, right. is it? Because another person could go, oh, that's great. Like, oh, like, so it's, 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 it really is interpretation from your standpoint. Um, yeah, I think, I, I think we've, we've gotten lazy and we forgot how much actions are extremely important. Um, what's his name? Uh, is it Milton Erickson? Um, let me see. Milton. Do we, what, what other videos did we share this week? Oh, I do want to talk about that, that Russell Brand interview. We, oh, we oh yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah, let's, oh, okay, so, yeah, it, it was Milton Erickson, um, he's the guy that, he was stricken with, um, with polio when he was young, and he couldn't move, he could barely, like, blink, and then what he, because he couldn't move, he just started observing, so he, so, he learned how to pick up on micro expressions. He he's he's got like, what is it? it and I I learned this in um, and laws of human nature. He's got like, I don't remember how many ways that he learned. Uh, oh, I remember him being called. in that book. Yeah. yeah, and like, he he learned he could he he knew how to read people to the yeah. point where people would. People thought that he was psychic, the way that he could pick up on micro expressions. And it used to be before we had language, that's exactly how we interacted. Children do that all the time. Children, before they before they develop language, they pick up on micro expressions. Even dogs do it. Dogs are great at it. Dogs can tell whether or not you're friendly or not. Dogs can tell whether you're scared or not. Like uh, one of my clients, their dogs, like they really, really interact with me, and they interact with me, in in some instances, way different than they interact with with them. I mean, oh, yeah. we've had we've had intercourse. Doggy style. <laughs> yeah. No, That's the ultimate expression. Go ahead. But um. I think that we've lost that to me, micro expressions are a lost art. Definitely. It's because if we if we relearn you mean, you mean to, picking you mean picking up just, on them. Yeah, just picking up on, well, we on them. We don't, even, we don't even see each other now. That's a fucked up thing. We can't even because right. everything is digital. It's like that that's why texting and it it's so everything is just more and more steps removed from genuine interaction yeah but you can tell from texting you can you can tell that too i mean but it's anyway, i mean that to me that would be that would be a great um like if you could truly figure out what someone means behind their text to me that that that's a, that's a new science right there that's a new skill now you see how they how they wrote this here, man, didn't put a comma. <laughs> you see how how they've abbreviated everything. So they're they're being short with you because they just want you to be to the point. 
Right, yep. Yep. Um, There's, I, you, could, you could do all kinds of in, interpretations. Even like with even what people say in their text and how they say it and yeah. even when they say it. Timing is interesting. Oh, oh yeah, timing, yeah. Timing. People, people will, you know, for example, like recently, you know, I was talking to someone and you know, I was, it was, it was, it, obviously it's a very pure um, question, but I asked somebody for their number and they gave it to me and I was very conscious that I waited several hours to text them. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it was really that move what, that people do where it's like, I don't want to be too eager now. It's like, yeah, why I, not? Whatever you are, right? Well, I, timing is everything. You're, you're right. Um, and it's, you know, why people do that, and why we instinctively do that, is because we understand. Again, like I was, uh, I was saying earlier, how interactions are a game. Every single interaction is a game. No matter how how much you. Like nobody can deny that it's not a game, because the takeaway, for instance, if you if you interact with somebody and at the end of the interaction when you are no longer communicating with that person, if you ha if you if you feel happy, that seems like a win. If you feel angry, that seems like a loss. But it is the end expression that determines exactly how you play the game. You could easily just be completely neutral. I'm not. Right. It just was what it was. Yep. It's like your interaction when you buy something at the store and then you have somebody in front of your store clerk or whatever, and there's just a transaction and that's it. As far as your interaction with, with the with the store clerk, it's neutral. As far it's as what, what you, what it, why do you... Why do you have to make it a thing? Right. Like, why is it a thing when it's over? Like, is it really something you got to keep holding on? Because then you're still living it. That's like right. when people are like, and I'm really guilty of it. I've, I've done it so many times that uh, I've done better at acknowledging it. But yeah, if somebody did something and it pissed you off or rubbed you the right way, what do you do? Like, <laughs> I, I tend to bring it up. It could be a week later. And I'll be like, yeah, that, that, that. even a month later, like, oh yeah, like that one time. It's like, what, what is that purpose to holding on to that other than? I mean, I don't even know what the purpose is. See, I, no I know the purpose. There is a purpose. It's part of it. Again, it's part of the game. See, if the game of life was just objective, it'd be simple. And the simplicity of it once once you acknowledge the simplicity then it has no means it, 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 it the there's a the, the means is to live is to like it's to eat sleep drink shit fuck and then 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 die um <laughs> the hierarchy of needs <laughs> and then after the stoic, that the stoic paths no i mean well yeah you gotta wash too i guess um, but other than that, there's, there's no, there's no purpose. So 
what we do, what we finally decided to do is put a little bit more seasoning to it. We added seasoning. We added some salt first, then we added a little bit of pepper. 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 So we trying to hold on to the. We trying to like reminisce on that taste. We like yeah. reliving. We it it really is. It's reliving that whatever. I don't know what you'd want to call it. E- event trauma. That kind yeah. of thing. I think I think there is a lot of maybe even you're trying to solve something that's not to be solved. Right. That's that's where the why comes in again. Right. Because if you can continue to ask and and never get to the point where you're like, oh, okay. Great. Yeah. Be, oh, that, that's, that's what it was. It's probably yeah. an open-ended thing that you're still like, why did they do that? Like, that I, it's one thing, interestingly, that I'm kind of good at with certain people is people go, I don't know why they did this. Like, this doesn't matter. Just, just move on. <laughs> but yeah. Move, what matters like, is, is the act, is the act, not, not, not the, not the why. Like, right. The motive, motive doesn't matter after the fact. That's no, no, not after that because it's done. In our judicial system, the fact that that we we need to establish a motive. No, if somebody kills somebody, somebody kills somebody. That's it. And then if you have a law against people killing people, then you abide by the law. Not what drove them to do it, and then you just give them a slap on the wrist. That's some dumb shit. Establish that no human should be killed. At all. There's no purpose unless you're going to eat the human. And in that case, that means that there, there must be of the utmost scarcity. And so far, if you live in a civilized environment, if you live in a society, if you even live in a tribe, then there is no reason of killing somebody to eat them. That would be ultimately last resort. It's, it's been said. You have to be remote. You have to be remote. You have to possibly okay. have crashed, have been in a plane crash. Crash, right. And it's cold as shit. And now it's you out here eating sad. ass, literally. You're eating ass, eating literally. Ass. A lot. Uh, um, yeah. Well. And you have to play football. Sorry. I had to put that in. Well, switch gears a little bit. Okay. You sent me an interview, which I had seen before, but I watched it again just to have a different perspective on oh, it. Oh, I didn't know you saw it before. Yeah, but, I, but like when it first came out, because it was like a year or two old, right? Yeah. I know I had seen it, but um, she... We're talking about a conversation between... Russell Brand and uh, Candace Owens, the highly hated Candace Owens, which is weird to me because very attractive. I mean, I know for some reason she just is. Yeah, for some reason that that people just look past. She's attractive, and maybe that's. I just kept watching it going. Russell Brand is going. She's. This bird is hot. Like the, whole, <laughs> the whole time, 
the whole time. Yeah, I can see them. He was flirting with her the whole time. She was, she seemed to be entertained. So, here's the thing. I, it's so funny how much hate, well, it's not funny. I understand why she gets hate. Mm. But when I listened to her story, it reminded me a lot about things in my life where she was talking about that incident when she was young that these three kids or whatever called her cell phone and left a racist voicemail. And mm. and he's like, oh, that's horrible. And she's like, no, nah, it's not really. And he was like freaking out. What pissed me off is he was basically trying to tell her how bad it was. It's not up for him to decide. Right. By the way, I love Russell Brand. Like, this was a really no, great conversation. No, the, the, I think the great, the, the great thing about that conversation is that I, I, I'm usually, like, when Russell Brand is, is usually, well, is interacting with people, I, I'll usually side with him. But the, what I liked I about this conversation was that, I, for me, it was, I, I felt if, if there was any, any time a point where I was observing um, two people talking and I felt neutral on both sides, it was that conversation. I felt totally neutral. I understood how what he was saying and where he was coming from as far as like his spirituality and him really just wanting oneness. Um, but then I, I got her. And, and the thing is, I got them both, and I disagreed with them both as well. Yeah, that's like, it. I, I was like, yo, there's a lot of things that I agree with, but then there's a lot of things that I disagree with. And it's really on a communication spectrum other than whether or not what you say is right. It was how you guys were talking to each other and trying to push your, your, your convincing on each other that I wasn't cool with. But I, I, I get it mainly because I know that I've done that in my life. I know I probably still do that. And so yeah. I, got, I, I totally got it. It was, and then, um, oh, I got to send you this other interview um, with this social psychologist. And who was he talking to? Um, and he said something like just so profound. It was, it was really, really dope on, on how he was talking about, damn, I got, I got to send you that. I, I, I don't even know why I didn't. But it was the social psychologist and um, who was it? Shit, I'll remember. But it was he was he was talking about how to how to actually persuade people, and one the you have to go with um, one something about you, but the other thing is you have to. Uh, oh, it was uh, Tom uh, Billio, and he was saying how you have to have to like you can lay out facts like a motherfucker, but if you don't meet somebody with a good story, something personal, something that that you felt that is related to them, even if you don't agree with them, they're mm -hmm. not going. 
because you can you can throw out facts like it's fucking dollars and you're in a strip club. Oh, of course, yes, yes. But if someone is emotionally driven, you can't meet them with facts. You have to meet well, them with emotion. Well, what was what was funny was in this conversation with Russell and Candace, they were both used, using two different tactics. Yeah. And she was spouting out, you know, like facts and figures and cold, you know, solid. But his was the total opposite. And his was very uh, lofty, you know, kind of spiritually, you know, driven, which is not a bad thing. Neither of those are bad. No. It's actually a combination of both. That's why the conversation was good. But the funniest part to me was, and I'm not picking a side, but when she was saying, well, what kind of society do you want? Create a society right now. And yeah. all he could do was joke. And he was like drawing on his notepad, which was funny. He's like, oh, well, I'm almost drawing the whole firehouse. You know, like, I was like, okay. Which was funny, but he really couldn't think of a system which is which is not that easy, obviously. But, but it, it, what it I just... what I what I respected about Candace is that she created a plan. She has already created a plan, and and she has been moved by the plan. She's she's so pessimistic in her ways of of the plan, but not in a bad way. Like pessimism doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. It could be good. It's just it, this is where your conservative part comes from. Um, and she stuck with it. She knew exactly where she wanted to go with it and everything like that. The only thing that I disagree with her on is um, how she sees um, Donald Trump. Because psychologically, when you, when you view someone like him, he is like, he is a deep narcissist that doesn't necessarily care about people. Right. So self-centered that he he is the Neo of himself. Like he's the Neo, the Morpheus, <laughs> the Oracle of himself. He's telling himself that he is the one. And he doesn't care if anybody else tells him. I mean, like he he does, but he doesn't. Like he 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 just wants like like he knows to himself that he's the one, and um. If, other people are telling him, then all it does is it justifies what he already knows about himself. So it's not like he wants people to tell him that he's the one because he doesn't believe that he's the one. That's the difference between Neo Keanu Reeves and Neo Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump knows he's the one. And and anybody justifying it. Yeah, let me show the rest of the the rest of the people that disagree with me knowing that I'm the one. How much the fuck I'm the one? And so far, he's actually he has actually proven that he's the one. At least in this particular meaning, the one, the one meaning. I mean, he's the president. He's the one of America. He's not the savior of the world. No, but he's the That's one in his mind. And so, well, it's, like, it's like when people say he's 
I, we talked about this before, but once again, when they say he's this, he's that, he's racist, whatever. No, he, he just he doesn't care about anybody. Like right. it's 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 not it's not like he really doesn't. He's played the middle of the field. <clears throat> so I know saying that may not sound reasonable to say, but he kind of has played the middle of the field. Yeah. Like, everything that he said that he would do, he's done. So... And does, there's, it's weird because certain things he doesn't even... He doesn't even bring up or discuss. And I wonder why that is. I'm sure people would just say he doesn't know how to handle it. Which may be true. But also, maybe he... Maybe he also knows he doesn't have an answer. So why say anything? I guess. I or, I mean... I mean or we could look at the theory that he's like he's created for a purpose. Obviously, if if a mass amount of people are tuned into him, then he is created for a purpose. Everybody wants to be that purpose, mm-hmm. whether it be good or bad. Everybody wants to be that purpose. Everybody wants to be looked at. Everybody wants to be popular. Everybody wants to be the key. Where if you just decide something then it becomes. That's a lot of power. Think about it. You can just decide something and then it becomes. It could be the most outlandish shit in the world, but it becomes. Now, we can do that individually, but to be an individual that can, that can change a collective response, that's power. Like, think about a gene. A gene that it could be rare as fuck, but as soon as that gene is turned on, it completely disrupts everything about that particular human. And then for, for the rest of that human's life, it is controlled by this gene being turned on. Nobody knows how to turn it off. But for some reason, somebody knew how to turn it on. And we can't figure out how the fuck to turn it off. So you're saying something about him is just that causality? Well, something about Obama, too. Something about, look, if we go on the system of, of, of presidency, it is something about everybody that's ever been elected, everybody that's ever held office. Same thing about celebrities. If you know Tom Cruise, then you know Tom Cruise. Okay. And there are different ways of knowing Tom Cruise. Like, if I say Tom Cruise, and I'm in fucking the middle of, I don't know, the Sahara or the Amazon, and somebody recognizes that name, then your influence and your power is huge. Doesn't matter whether or not you're a president. It just depends on what character you choose to play and how influential you want to be. Like, there are people that chose not to be so influential until, uh, until someone else chose it for them after they died. Like, think about it. Think about your. Yeah. Your, uh, your roomies, 
your old shows. Well, also he kind of got revamped after the fucking wild, wild country shit. A lot of people didn't even recognize that that Osho was also um what is his name? Um the dude Oregon, the whole wild wild country thing on Netflix. Um don't know. Nihash Nish or something. But that was Osho. And Osho had like I remember when I when I lived in Florida in 2008 and nine, one of the people that I used to work well, one of the guys that used to work out at the gym that I was working at, he, he showed me books on Osho, and showed me books that, like there was one book that I hated, and um, it was about love and seduction and everything, and this was when I was going through some shit with um, with the girl that I was with at, at the time. And um, and like, I didn't want to read those books because she was all into them and shit. And I'm like, this is ruining our relationship when our relationship was already ruined because of how we were. So, but your mind just goes into that dumb shit. Oh, funny how the mind works. But yeah, like, I I really see things as like. You're, you're the part, the character that you choose to play in whatever game you recognize. So, for instance, even even right now, even us doing a podcast right now is a game of interaction. And mm-hmm. how you'll come off and how I'll come off might be different to other people. Some people might side with you and say, oh, this particular character... I prefer to listen to him or some people might look at me and I prefer to listen to him. Mm-hmm. But that shit doesn't really matter. It shouldn't matter to either one of us as long as people interact with our interaction. And that's the same thing that goes with, uh, with somebody like Donald Trump. Like, as long as I'm as as long as I have attention towards me, that's all that matters. And that's a narcissistic way of seeing shit. As long as I have attention towards me, that is all that fucking matters. Good or bad, that's all that matters. And in a way, there's some respect that goes with that. Because he is someone who can take the good, take the bad. <laughs> Yes. Take them all. Take them all. And there you have. You have. Well, you I, have think, yeah. I think. I think he's. Uh, he. I don't even know reasons to even. You know, expand on it too much, but it's. it's it, I think there's people that naturally play the game, and there are people that have to that have woken up and realized they're playing a game. Yeah. Um, some people are just kind of programmed in their life to uh, play a certain game. So even though I, think, I don't think he's, I don't think he's very awake, but I think no. he's he's, For he's instance, been I think, programmed. I think Candace is more intelligent than him, but the way that 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 I think the way that she's 
Wait, I was talking of, about Donald Trump. Right. But th okay. what I'm saying, because we, th this stemmed from Candace liking right, right, Donald right. Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that like someone like her is giving him too much power of responsibility. I really don't think I'm, well, all right. I'm really not I sure think, if he knows that. that he's doing that purposely. I think he's smarter than that. I uh, think he knows he's not, oh, he's not, you know, aware of what, she just likes the mode that he operates in. I mean, for some, also like for certain generations and, uh, well, not generations, but ages, some people in the 70s, they get to a point where like, yo, I know I'm probably going to be out soon, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> right, yeah. I think I think it's at what at what age that you learn that. I think that's an important thing, and I I think people don't learn it soon enough. No, I, I think, think people learn, learn it, it way as, too late. As like you should learn it at three. You should teach your child. Hey, although you're you're only three years old, three years on in this world is nothing. You're gonna die. <laughs> But that'd be an amazing story for a kid to tell in right? first grade. Daddy says, Here's I'm going to die. Oh my God. What I just said is going to sound scary to you because you're used to over exaggerating. But guess what? Death might not necessarily be that bad because, <laughs> trust me, you're going to go through a lot of shit in life. And there's going to be times where you, where you wish you were dead. Yeah. But guess what? If you just hold on and 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 understand that each experience will give you some sort of value, when you're ready to just go and end it, I think you'll be fine. Jesus Christ, but man. Just know that you're going to die. While you're here, try to tell the best story that you can. Try to create the best story that you can. Because and you really you think a three-year-old is really going to process that? I'm going to tell that three-year-old every fucking day until it's 16 years old. And then I'm going to say, get the fuck out of my house. That's horrible. Even I think that's horrible. Jesus, man. And, and that's, that's the problem. The problem with our society today is we think that's horrible. Yes, I believe that. But then tell it probably, to a 13-year-old that, that, that child abuse. Is it, though? Because... Think about it. You have to go to your kid and go, you're going to die. When I was nine, when I was nine, I remember being mad at, at whatever interaction I had with my mother. And I, I went into the kitchen, grabbed the knife, and held it to my throat. I did that at, at nine years old. I mean, kid, yeah, well, kids are smart. I'm not saying they don't understand it. So, tell them the truth. Maybe that's why we're fucking everything up because we, we continue to hide what's real. It's like a really fucking dark turn today, dude. No, Let's no, wrap it no. up. See, that's subjective. It I'm, is. I'm, I'm saying reality. I'm saying it's dark as fuck. Ooh. I mean, death is a great teacher, obviously. So we're going to title this one the 
dark young rises for <laughs> the young dark rises <laughs> yeah you want to do this but um no i i think there's i think there's obviously well once again it's it's subjective to where you know people can use you know impermanence as a a motivator or you know either you're like a a nihilist or you're you can be somewhat optimistic you can decide which side of the coin you right. want to be on you know and some people just but once again the pessimist route is the easy route it's just like talking about other people it's yeah. the same thing it's the easy way I'm not worried about me I'm worried about you I'm worried about what you doing over there don't be doing that because you're just denying yourself. That's all that is. So when you you they really levels the playing field when you look at it like that. Yeah. Can we go? Oh, so and so, but you think someone's better or higher up than you? That's like you know, people don't ever put people on a level playing field. Once again, there could be somebody out there that everybody hates. Somebody you know- ask me, I say, what do you think? I'll be like, I don't know. What's it like to be them? It might suck. Honestly, it's this it's this um this view of of our society at even in, in this country in the in the world market and, and all that shit. It's the idea that the more you have is supposed to be better when all you're doing is hoarding. But it's the more better the more what? Yeah, exactly. The more material yeah. like most of the shit that we have is just some some bullshit to it's just flaunt in front of it's the yeah it's the look at me I have this and you don't when what? most people are like all right you you have more maintenance because you have to fucking keep up with that you have to keep up with that idea yo one of the greatest conversations that I had today was with um with my client and this this is a client who is extremely wealthy. Like extremely wealthy, but the way that they see shit is completely different than some of the people that that choose to flaunt their wealth. So we mm-hmm. we, we were walking and we decided to have. A, I mean, we were having a conversation about just the idea of people viewing people other than people. So really, like w- when you just see somebody as a servant and you're not even willing to look at them, yeah. that says so much about you and how you see human beings and how you think like this this illusion that you're so m- much more superior. In the end, you die too. And then, my friend, you die. You die. <laughs> and then, my friend. My friend. Yeah. No, I mean that's that is true. We we definitely dehumanize people, you know. Um and it's it's pretty funny too because people would it's like people wishing like it, it's funny to me how people can wish harm on someone like that they perceive as an enemy, but that's not harsh. It's like it's kinda messed up. Like, no, it's not. It's like, eh. I mean, you wouldn't want anybody to, like, oh, I, 
nobody wants that on me. I'm I'm a great person. It's like right. that's what that's what they're thinking. That's what they're thinking right now. They're, the same thing is when like, oh, oh, my friends are black. I got a black best friend, or, or I got a white best friend, and all that shit. The same shit. I'm like, yo, that who you are now is way more justifiable than what you think. Nobody knows your fucking accolades just because you're spelling out what you've done. If I haven't witnessed it, that doesn't mean shit to me. I don't give a fuck about your story. I give a fuck about your now. Your now is way more important than than the story that you can tell of what you used to do. Because what you used to do, if you don't do the same shit, then what you used to do is seen as what you are now. So if you if if you used to fuck black bitches, white dudes, <laughs> then if you say nigger now, that doesn't matter. Ouch. On the other end, if you feel that someone saying nigger to you is what justifies you to fucking kill them, words shouldn't be as strong as action. But on the other end, on the other end, because if they didn't punch you in your face and and told you why they were doing it, then you, there's no justification on fucking trying to murder somebody because they call you a name. To me, that that's weak. That's just as weak as somebody feeling the need to fucking call somebody a nigger. Because I re, yo, I remember being in fucking Terre Haute early '90s. And motherfuckers drive by and say nigga, and then, and then you yell out, "Stop the fucking car!" They don't do that shit. They keep Ooh, driving. Sometimes, fact, sometimes they even drive faster. So like, you're course, so like, run, run. it's like yes. I'm I'm bold enough to call somebody a name, but I'm not strong enough to defend what I mean behind that. Which means that that person's a coward, and I don't I don't need to address cowards because I can defend myself against a coward. I might not be able to defend myself against someone who is as strong as I am, and so that's when the interaction becomes real. Cowardice, fucking prejudice, and bigotry doesn't mean shit to me, and it shouldn't mean shit to you, and it shouldn't mean shit to her, and it shouldn't mean shit to him. And if you identify with a, a color and you feel that that color has some sort of subjective emotional things that go along with being like even pride pride itself is is an illusion I be proud of what you did in that moment if you felt like it was hard to do and if you didn't feel like it was hard to do then don't boast about how fucking how dope you are because you did that shit. Like I, I, um, I remember having a, a conversation with a client where she, like, playing against someone who, like, like all right, we were playing tennis, playing against me, and getting mad because she was losing. But I'm not proud because I'm beating you, because. This you're you're just learning how to do this. 
I'll be proud when you start beating me. Right. Because now you've developed a skill. A father that beats their child in basketball all the fucking time is not teach a good father. Play. Right. You got to teach him how to win. And once that kid wins, then you win. That's the thing. You could lose and win or win and lose. Yeah. And, and to kind of draw a conclusion here, because I, I know we're at yeah. probably about a, at an hour here, is that it's the same thing as, you know, not coddling children and telling them that everything is going to go their way yeah. and everything is going to be safe and happy and, you know, Willy Wonka land, because it's not. Right. When tell you them, tell you a kid that, you're doing them a better service than telling them that everyone has to speak the way they find acceptable, say the things they find acceptable, believe the way they find acceptable. Because they don't teach that things are subjective. You know, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a tough road. Right. Let them know that each moment we die, and not in a bad way. Because once we die, we get to be reborn and grow and become something different than what we were in that moment. And that's What's so it, fucking important. Didn't the French say that an orgasm is a little death? It is. La petite mortem or something? Mm-hmm. Try to say that when you're, go ahead, go ahead when you're getting it on. Yeah, go ahead and spit your fucking French shit. Your oui, big oui. ass dick. We we and your pee pee. Your big ass dick. Okay. Um. um that's ones. pretty much. We're just gonna leave everybody with that. Um, yeah. So, so we'll go back to the hung one, and you know who's the most hung? Hey me. Stay young, my friend. We're all hung.